Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. How lovely is that? We love our mums. I know I love my mum. My mum is absolutely fantastic, isn't she? And uh, I don't want to expose her, but she is in the older category. Sorry, mum. But she is such an inspiration, my mum. Just the other week, she was cooking loads of food for the youth, and she does that from time to time. And, you know, even she just keeps on giving. She's just amazing. Love you, mum. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I hope she still worked out how to use the controller. <laughs> Amazing. And you know, my mum, I'm one of six children. So any mum that has six kids, I think, deserves huge uh, accolades there. And so she brought us up and was always managing. I mean, now I think my mum would be an internet sensation because she made our clothes. She cooked food from scratch. She baked bread. She made jam. Uh, that would be like a whole Instagram channel right there. Uh, but that's what she did as, as what needed. The mums are amazing. We, we're very aware that many of the women in our church... Mm do so much to serve their families and to hold things together in times of challenge and right now maybe you're homeschooling maybe you're keeping the family alive in this way um what about mums in the bible though there's lots of mums in the yeah, bible yeah there's some famous mums in the bible of course there's um, mary the mother of jesus Good shout. famous mum yeah. there is sarah in the Bible, and there's Eve, the mother of all mankind. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) But today we are talking about a very special mother and a mother we don't often talk about in church. We're going to just spend some time thinking about Ruth and the story of Ruth. So Ruth is uh, a very small Bible in the Bible. There's 66 different books in the Bible. One of those, the book of Ruth. It's only got four chapters in it, but it's a short but beautiful story. It's this story of two women, uh, Ruth, obviously, that's how she gets the book named after her, but also the story of Naomi, her mother-in-law. Now, Ruth is from a country called Moab, and she's a Moabite, and so many years earlier, Naomi and her husband uh, were struggling with famine in Bethlehem, which was Naomi's hometown. And so Naomi said, let's go and find another place to see if we could bring up her family. They had two boys, and they moved away as a family to an uncertain place. And while they were there in this place of Moab, uh, the famine continued, but Ruth got married to one of Naomi's sons. But sadly, as things got worse, um, both uh, uh, Naomi's husband and Ruth's husband both passed away, and they were widowed. And Ruth and Naomi found themselves isolated, alone, and widowed. And in those times, being a widow was dangerous. You were vulnerable. Um, you know, you, you had no way really for providing for yourself because often in those times it was men that would get the jobs. You would be in danger, risk of your life. People might take advantage of you. And so Ruth was in this place where she was in her homeland, but she was now living with this lady, Naomi, her mother-in-law, and didn't know what the future held. So Naomi decided that she would go back to Bethlehem. She said, I'm going to go back to Bethlehem. That's the place where I'm from. I've got family there. And Ruth said, I'll tell you what, I'll come with you. And they had a disagreement. They said, no, no, don't come with me. Um, I, I, I need to go back to my homeland. You stay here with your family. And then Ruth says these really powerful words, words in Ruth 1. If you look at Ruth 1, verse 16, Ruth replies, don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Wherever you go, she says, wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. She's saying there that, you know, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to do everything you're doing. It's a really powerful moment. So they go back to Bethlehem together, just the two of them, 
two single women, both widows, and they head back into uh, Bethlehem. And to earn their keep, Ruth goes to glean from a local field. Now, gleaning was a, a, a known way of uh, surviving in those days. When you go to a field that's being harvested and you followed the men that were doing the harvesting, if they dropped some grain or left something behind, you could pick that up and you could keep that. That was a, a known system of looking after the poor in that time. And so Ruth went to this field and she started gleaning and following all of the people behind. After a while, the owner of the field, a man named Boaz, came along and said, who's that woman over there? Who's that woman gleaning? And uh, one of the workers said, that's a relative of Naomi. She's back in Bethlehem and uh, that she's gleaning on behalf of Naomi. And so Boaz said to his men, leave more for her. Lay down more for her to pick up. Make sure you protect her and look after her. And then he goes over to Ruth and he speaks to her. And she's probably a bit worried, thinking, oh no, the boss is coming over. I'm in trouble. And then Ruth chapter 2, he comes over and he says, may the Lord be with you. That's his opening lines there. May the Lord be with you. Listen to me. He says, stay right here when you gather grain. Don't go to other fields. Um, See which part of the field they're harvesting, my men, and then follow them. I've warned my men to not treat you roughly. When you are thirsty, help yourself to the water they have drawn from the well. I'll look after you. I'll protect you. I'll provide for you. And then when Ruth went back and said to Naomi, I've got gathered all this grain. And she said, wow, how do you get that? She explained the story of this man, Boaz. It turns out that Boaz is a long distant relation of Naomi. And she says, I can, that he's a good person. Stay with him. And over the whole harvest season, Ruth gleans from the fields of Boaz. And it's, it's a longer story, but a beautiful story. And you know how this ends. Eventually, Ruth and Boaz get married all hands happily ever after they become husband and wife and Boaz looks after her ongoing but here's the thing as well at Ruth Ruth becomes the the mum of a man called Obed Obed is the granddad of King David King David is the forefather of Jesus Christ himself the story of Ruth is one of the the uh, Uh, is actually part of the um, lineage of Jesus himself. Matthew chapter 1 tells the story of Ruth appearing there as one of Jesus' uh, uh, forefathers. So it's a great story. It's a beautiful story. It is, yeah. Absolutely. I love this story. I love the story of Ruth. It's just got so much in it. Faith and hope and restoration, it's all there. And I would encourage you, if you get time this week, just to have another look at the book of Ruth because there's just such richness there. And I've just had this book on my heart for a little while. Just um, at the start of this year, I was sitting in my very favourite place in the whole world with my favourite drink, sitting there in bed with my cup of tea. And I was just praying a very simple prayer. Lord, would you just speak to me at the beginning of this year? Would you just tell me what's on your heart? And I prayed that prayer, just a simple prayer, over a couple of days. And I just kept getting this picture in my mind of Ruth in that field, gleaning, picking up this harvest. And um, and so I, I was just really struck by that. And I... I was thinking about Ruth, who had left, as Sim said, had left everything that she knew. She was isolated. She'd lost her husband and she was living with her mother-in-law, providing for her. What an incredible inspiration. And uh, and of all the fields that Ruth could have chosen to glean from, mm. she chose that field. She chose that field belonging to Boaz. And I just think that's amazing, the way that she 
chose that field. She just happened to choose it. Incredible. And Boaz, of course, who was able to redeem and restore the whole situation, he saw her in that field. He saw her gleaning. And it just reminded me, God sees us. And who do we see? The workers of the field are instructed to leave some harvest for, for Ruth. And what a generous thing. They left above and beyond on Boaz's instruction. They left loads more for Ruth so that she could pick up. And uh, it made me wonder, you know, what should we, in 2020, what should we be laying down for others to pick up? And I think it's particularly easy in these days to... Uh, maybe feel a little bit panicky and to hold things quite tightly. We've seen that in the supermarkets, haven't we? But I just wonder, what is God asking of us? What's he asking us to lay down? Um, maybe that's something as easy as like an atmosphere that you leave in a room, uh, how you make others feel, or maybe that's something a little bit more significant. And maybe that's something that you've been thinking about for a little time now, about maybe laying something down that's important to you. Uh, I just feel like it's a word in season for now. And just with everything going on around us, and we've had to lay things down, haven't we? And maybe God's saying to you, what should you be picking up? What should you be picking up again? Uh, you know, just just pray about that maybe before you start picking things up again. In it all, I believe that God is saying to us, yield, yield to me. I looked up the word yield and it has got some various different meanings, but the, one of the meanings I found I loved and it's this. Someone or something to move in front of you and give you the right of way. May we ask the Lord before we make decisions about what we lie down or pick up, may we ask him, have we got your right of way in this? Is this your will, Lord? Is this what you're saying to us at the moment? I was recently tiptoeing on a chair, doing a little bit of DIY, trying to screw a bulb back into um, back into the. Oh, I'm moving. Sorry, back into the. Uh, what's the thing that you have a bulb? You Light know. fitting. Light fitting. That's it. That's <laughs> the word. And I, th- for some reason, I just could not get this bulb lined up. And every time I tried to get it, it would cross thread. And I put the switch on, no light. I was only a tiny little bit, like millimeters out. But there was still no light because I wasn't fully lined up. And I felt God saying to me, line yourself up. Line yourself up. Be in line with me. Be in line with my word. May our lifestyles reflect God. And may they be fully in line with his word. Am I asking God to bless me? Or am I lining myself up and my lifestyle up with him? And uh, then, of course, we reap the blessings of that. So I just believe there might be a few people, maybe one or two people listening right now for who this is a real confirmation word for, that you've been maybe thinking for a while that you need to lay something significant down. And if that is you, please do message me and I'd love to pray that through with you. So Father, help us. Help us as Freedom Church, help us as people watching to be living in line with your word. What does that mean for each of us? Shine your light on any blind spots that we have and may we be a blessing to you, Father God, and to those around us, I pray. Amen. Amen.
I mean, thank you, Lottie. It's also worth noting, if you're watching on the live stream, you can actually ask for prayer on there. You can actually click the prayer button and our team would love to pray with you. So if you would like some prayer, some things Lottie's mentioned, um, I'm about to sort of wrap things up. Do please um, do get in touch there. So my question for us today, off the back of that story of Ruth, and what Lottie said is, are we holding on or are we laying down? Are we holding on or are we laying down? You know, the idea of holding on this sort of stockpiling and hoarding the empty shelves we see in supermarkets. Are we doing that or are we deliberately, intentionally sharing with others? Um, just this week, someone came to the door here at the church offices and, and I was coming to the outside and they said, oh, I've got some food for the food bank. Are you accepting donations? And I was so grateful to see that people were willing and intentionally giving of what they had you know, we planned this uh, talk around Ruth a few weeks ago before we knew what was going to be happening. But it feels like a very much a word in season, a timing for us all of what are we holding on to and what are we laying down? Boaz was generous. Mm. He was generous. He was generous to Ruth. You know, may the Lord be with you, he said. Ruth was loyal and generous to Naomi. She, she could have stayed behind with all that she knew. She laid down her family connections and she said to Ruth, you know, may your God be my God. May your people be my people. I'm going to go where you are going to go. What an incredible statement. And I want to ask the question today, you know, how are we treating others in this time of uncertainty? Are we holding on and being self-centered and going, no, it's me first? Or are we going, actually, let's look out for others. Let's lay down our personal preferences for them. 1 John 3 says these words. Um, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? There's a challenge for all of us. Children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. If you've got something you can give to others, let's think about doing it, laying it down that others may benefit. Just to bring this all together this time before we head back to the team for a final song, this idea that aligning with God, yielding to him, keeping our connection strong, that we are focused. Say, God, what are you saying? Let's be people of prayer and ask us to direct our thoughts and our actions. Ask that question, are you holding on to things you want or you think you need rather than laying down, allowing others to benefit from your generosity? And then lastly, that Jesus laid down his life for each one of us. How do we respond to that truth? Mm. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, happy Mother's Day. Have a brilliant day celebrating your special mothers virtually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have a great day. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.